Welcome to VetZone, where passion for animals, science, and medicine lives. The Three Little Pearls of Bias Raw oysters on the half shell. Just the words invoke strong responses. For some, these trigger dreamy-eyed memories of Beausoleil or Blue Point delicacies, garnished with favorite toppings. Others wrinkle their lips at the idea of eating a chilled, living, or recently dead filter feeder with the consistency of sturdy phlegm. Neutral feelings on eating raw oysters appear rare. About 15 years ago, I experienced a couple of the most challenging years of my life. One weekend, my father spent the day with me at one of our favorite places, the Getty Villa Museum. Its architecture is an exact recreation of Julius Caesar's father-in-law's home and perches on a cliff overlooking the ocean. This museum boasts the most extensive Greek, Roman, and Etruscan antiquities west of the Mississippi River. My father and I leisurely strolled from room to room and chatted on the artwork and sculptures. In almost two years, I felt genuinely happy for the first time. Then my father decided to ruin it all and take me out for oysters. You see, I was in the latter group of oyster eaters. With him so excited though, how could I say no? So we headed to Gladstone's a few minutes drive from the museum and ordered a large oyster sampling tray. Since that day, my career trajectory shifted, my relationship with my father deepened, my financial situation healed, my health improved, and now I adore oysters. Today, I find it hard to pass up any opportunity for oysters and am always reminded of my dad. Any meal with raw oysters gets extra points in my book. As a result, I hold bias. Often we consider bias in this context. Love, hatred, dismissal. Wary of bias in studies People will sometimes look at disclosed conflicts of interest, review who funded the study, and search for overly large p-values. For more on p-values, look at p-value, the false idol, a podcast by VetZone. For bias, though, these fields bear less fruit than you might think. Bias arises with any systematic error that alters a value estimate through either design or analysis. Bias can work against the researcher and force acceptance of the null hypothesis just as much as it can overestimate a specific outcome. Despite the long list of specific types of bias, we broadly classify them into three buckets. Chefs remain judged on the ingredients they use and researchers the tests. Information or measurement bias stands as our first type. Imagine comparing two populations who were screened with a test for a particular disease. The sensitivity for disease test kit A is 95%, while test B barely reaches 90%. To compare or integrate these results holds inherent flaws or bias. What if your study only used test kit A, though? If you evaluate every individual with the same test sensitivity, Can bias still result? Yes. Remember that bias occurs anytime a systematic error skews our values away from the truth. 
Test Kit A systematically misses five sick patients out of every 100 sick patients tested. Ultimately, this bias may not generate enough impact to alter our perceptions, but bias nevertheless exists. How researchers pick their subjects imparts the second type of bias. Perhaps one breed, particular geography, or even a season may skew data away from reality. Any subpopulation naturally imparts bias. When mining hospital data regarding test kit A, did the test frequency dramatically shift with socioeconomic status? Proper subject selection is critical. The final type of bias is confounding. So confusing, science has literally named it confounding. To be a confounding variable, it 1. holds a relationship with the risk exposure and the outcome, and 2. is evenly distributed within the test populations, and 3. is not involved in the process of exposure-generating disease. Let's look at this closer. Perhaps a study gathered data to determine if dogs playing poker lived at higher risk of cancer than those that did not play poker. Initially, the data strongly supported the increased risk of pulmonary neoplasia for card-playing canines. The researchers, being astute art lovers, noticed that poker-playing dogs smoke more tobacco than dogs that do not gamble. Incidentally, they tend to wear more bowler hats, too. The biostaticians stratify the smokers and voila. The act of smoking increases cancer, but poker playing does not. From exposure to potential disease, confounding may divert our data and statistics away from the truth. Unless confounding is identified, repeating the study will still mislead. When identified and corrected, though, Annie up, dear canines. Like individuals having cuisine bias, most studies hold some type of scientific bias. Researchers work to limit bias as much as possible. As readers, we need to review each study for the three types of bias. Information, selection, and confounding. We should view bias as a pearl of wisdom. Like an errant grain of sand in an oyster. Its luminous image represents great value once found. Thank you for listening.